welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is June the 26th, and I'm with Scott Patty for a Words of Grace podcast. Take three. Take three. Sometimes <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> we we had two false starts on this podcast. That's right. But we are finally here. Third one is the is the good one. Yeah, that's right. Here we are. Good to see you, Justin. Good to see you. Good to see you. We uh, wrapped up the book of First Peter on Sunday. Yes. What a wonderful book it yeah. has been. I looked at my notes. I, I usually, you know, when I write a sermon, yeah. I put what number it is in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if I counted correctly. We did about 22 Sundays. Wow, um, for the the book of First Peter. That's great. Yeah, it was a wonderful series. It was. It was very yeah. timely too. I felt like the every Sunday, it was very applicable to to me and living in this world. I felt mm-hmm. like, oh man, I can, I can apply that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very helpful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing too that we have it. I mean, if you think about it, mm. um, we're Christians. The defining. Uh, reality of our lives, mm-hmm. Christ, the cross, and the resurrection, the defining event in all of human history and all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord saw fit to raise up his prophets and apostles, New Testament apostles, uh, to give us the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Lord saw fit to have the apostle Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to give us God's very words to us to help us be Christians in this world. Yeah. Think about that. That's just amazing. Yeah, it is. And um, the fact that he gave it to us in writing, in a language that is understandable mm-hmm. to humans, not just to angels, but to humans. Yeah. And um, it's been preserved. Yeah. And here we sit today with a, a record of a letter f- from the apostle that is inspired by the Spirit, which means it's God's Word written to us in the English language. And we get to read it and follow it and, and be instructed by it and encouraged by it um, and see all of reality by it, live the Christian yeah. life. It's just absolutely a gift and amazing. We should yeah. always be grateful for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great word and, and maybe encouragement to us that when we pick it up, realize that, that this is, Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know this is not a part of the podcast, but I mean, even if you go and you read about how the Bible was translated and just... Mm-hmm. People lost their lives for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And and they today do. we're translating the Bible into other languages mm-hmm. today around the world. Um, mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, so thank the Lord for yeah, what we have. Absolutely. And it was a great series. It and was. I, I was encouraged so much mm-hmm. every week by being a part of this congregation that loves to do that. We, yeah. The, this the the people of Grace Community mm-hmm. Church um, love to gather and open mm-hmm. the Bible and. Mm-hmm you know, what do you call it? Fellowship around it. Yeah. Uh, sh- share it together. Mm-hmm. Dwell in it together. A, a, a community, congregational meditation over the Word mm-hmm. over weeks and weeks and weeks. It's so wonderful to do that with a yeah. church. So I'm very grateful for, yeah. for the people of Grace. Yeah, I was, um, you know, some Sundays, you know, by observing the congregation, mm-hmm. it allows me to enter into worship mm-hmm. like and thankful. And it was during your sermon. And I'm sitting, and I had this moment where I looked around me, and just what you're saying, everyone was engaged to the text Mm. that was around me. They were scribbling notes. You you could sense, like, we're not just listening. 
the people around me were feasting. Yes. It was such a beautiful picture. Like we're really together in this. Mm-hmm. Like we're together in this mm-hmm. and we all want to grow. It's just, it was beautiful. Yeah. It's a great and the, thing. And the Lord is with us, you know, yeah. the Lord is with his word. The Lord is with his people mm-hmm. as they hear his word. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a spiritual um, moment in time. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a time when God is with us in the spirit. Yeah. When we are um, not only singing, mm-hmm. but when we are around his word. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I sense that as well yeah. Sunday. Well, um, which kind of real quick, kind of looking ahead, you know, mm-hmm. for those that have been in, we've been in first Peter, we're not done with Peter yet because we're right. going into second Peter and you mm-hmm. mentioned that. So you're going to start off next week mm-hmm. uh, by kicking that off. And then we're going to have four other men preaching through the book of second Peter. That's so, right. So all July will be second Peter. That's right. All of July. So just hang on. We're going to keep on going, that's which right. will be great. Um, well, Scott, for ending our time in First Peter, I have two questions. I'm going to start with one about the sermon on Sunday, okay? But then one about just kind of wrapping up the First Peter, the letter of First Peter. Yeah. But if you will give us a little bit of an overview of this final sermon that was that you preached on Sunday. Yeah. So we started uh, Sunday in First Peter five and um, verse eight. It was the third call to be sober minded mm-hmm. in in the in the letter, and this one was to be sober minded so that we'll be able to be watchful and aware of our adversary, the devil. Um, and then the, the rest of the text, you know, he's, he's seeking to devour people. Mm-hmm. We got to resist him. Um, this is happening throughout the world and the brotherhood around the world. We stay at it knowing that God uses the resistance. The resistance does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the apostle James, uh, the writer James said, um, uh, resist the devil. He will flee from you. Right. And, uh, so, um, you know, it, it works. And then after that, there's the promise. There's mm-hmm. the, the, the exhortation to be sober-minded and aware of, of the devil. And the second part of it was the promise that when mm-hmm. we've suffered this way under these accusations mm-hmm. and temptations, that God himself, the God of all grace, will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we have hope. We have confidence because God's going to get us through mm-hmm. by his grace, and we're going to stand before his presence blameless. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's that's the power that's the the, the yeah. hopeful power for us. Yeah. And then we finished with the the greetings, right? Which were really another way of yeah. just saying the expressions of love. Yeah, that's good. And we and I'm thankful that you mentioned that 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 the kiss of love <laughs> is cultural during that time. We may not express love that way here. So I'm thinking well, some some do some but, do. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know. I, Yes, <laughs> and we do. I, you know, I think about my family. You yeah, know, and, that's right. And, that's and right. I even have, I even have friends who will greet with a, with a kiss on the cheek. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's cultural. That's right. You know, and so that that's what was happening yeah, that's here. That's right. And um, but the point is, it was a it was a Definitely. cultural way of expressing love. love. Right. You know, and I, I know here at Grace, there's a lot of hugging. A lot on. of hugging. Yeah. I know that makes people nervous. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't like to shake hands and that's okay. Yeah. You know, they they just it's not it's not their thing. Yeah. But what is the what are the cultural ways of showing Love. affection that's right. toward one another? Yeah. Yeah. And care. Yeah. Well, great. Well, the the question that that I had is in reference to this being sober-minded that the devil is 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 existing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. working. Mhm. Um, I don't know. There's, I don't, I've sat around a lot of times with people that are Christians and we'll talk about things that sometimes aren't taught a lot or we tend to forget in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And it seems like 
I don't know why, but sometimes around the people that I interact with, we, we tend to forget, oh yeah, Satan exists and he's working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question is, why is it helpful for Christians to, to acknowledge that reality? Like, how does that help us in our walk with the Lord to understand and walk with even other people to know that Satan exists okay. and, and that he's real? Yeah. Uh, well, the answer is because he exists and he's real. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it, it's an obvious answer that needs to be then continued with and yeah. amplified on. So <clears throat> why is it important to be aware of this and to heed what Peter is saying here? Because what Peter is saying here is true. Right. So there really is a spiritual being, and he's in, in this passage he's called the devil. Mm-hmm. In other passages he's named with the name Satan. Um, and he has, in, in human history, some uh, limited but, but some ability to, to influence, to impact, to, um, to tempt, mm-hmm. to, to even cause and control at, at some points. Now, it's all under the sovereign hand of God. It, mm-hmm. It's a total mystery to right. us. Yeah. But God in his own wisdom and sovereignty and uh, he allows for this spiritual being who's real to have impact and influence as we just said on human affairs and in the lives of people mm-hmm. um, now god will will take that and somehow again mysteriously but in his sovereignty and in his wisdom he will take that and even use that for his glory mm-hmm. but it is a battle. Yeah. If we're not aware of that, why you know why should we be aware of that? If we're not aware of that, then we can we can be his prey. We can yield to that influence. Uh, we can come under that control. Um, we are aware of it only because God made it known to us, and the Spirit lets us see it. And then when we do, we then have the we understand what we should do about it, and what we should yeah. do is resist him. Right. And so it's, it's really one of those cases, again, where we, we accept what's t- what we're told in the Scripture, and then we do it, and we kind of leave the mysterious nature of it up to the Lord. Right. So he said, don't be caught off guard, be sober, be watchful. And then he said, resist. So yeah. you can't resist what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to know this? So you can resist. And then when you resist, you say, well, we say, well, that's a mystery. How does that work? If God's sovereign, what does my resistance have to do with it? Well, it, that's not that mysterious. God appointed that our resistance against the devil would be the means by which God delivers us from the hand of the devil. Mm-hmm. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. So we have to resist. And uh, so that, that's why it's important. Yeah. So that we will not be the prey. We yeah. will not give way. We yeah. will not yield Mm-hmm. Um, to the the schemes and the temptations yeah. and the accusations of the devil, and therefore, uh, as we we're going into Second Peter, I'm going to take yeah. you into Second Peter real quickly. Yeah. There's a passage in Second Peter that talks about um, confirming our calling and our election. Mm-hmm. Well, we are in Christ yeah. by grace through faith. As we build in the qualities of Second Peter, and as we resist the devil, it, it says in First Peter. We confirm, we show, we give confirmation that God's Spirit lives in us. Yeah. And so that, that's why we, yeah. we have an enemy we have to fight. Do you feel like that it, by understanding 
this truth and reality, is there any way it helps us interact with those in the world around us that may not know Christ mm-hmm. or maybe drifting down a pathway that is unbiblical? Yeah. I mean, does it help us at all in that? In it that does. Regard? I think it. I think it helps tremendously. Now, <clears throat> what we it, there are ways that you could say, okay, I understand. I believe in the reality of of Satan mm-hmm. and his influence in the world, and now I'm seeing people in the world. So there are ways. There are things to not do. Like for instance, we we shouldn't say, well, that person's just got the devil in them, and there's no use, and walk away. That's right. not going to be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um. um we shouldn't look at people and say, well, uh, that that's, it's just about me and that person. That We're, we're going to fight our own battles with each other. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't do that either. We should say, okay, th- here's the world. The world doesn't believe in Christ. The world doesn't believe in the truth of God. The world is moving in this direction. So now how do I engage? Well, number one, first and foremost, i got to realize that part of that limited power that God has given the enemy in, in, our, in our days is to blind people. Mm-hmm. But 2 Corinthians 4 tells us God removes the blinders. Right. So we pray. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the ways. We, so it helps our prayer a lot. Absolutely. Sure. We yeah. should be praying. Again, there's, it's a, there's a mystery to prayer. Well, if God is sovereign, why do we have to pray? Well, because God has ordained prayer. Prayer to be a part of the means. To be the means <laughs> by which he does his work. So we pray, God, lift the veil. Yeah. Open the blind eyes. Remove the scales. Whatever, you know, but let people see truth because they are blinded by the enemy. Mm-hmm. So we pray. And then as we engage with people, certainly we argue our point. Certainly we make the point, you know. Certainly we share the gospel. Mm-hmm. But then in our interactions, again, we're asking God to give us the filling of the Spirit and let the Word of God then cut through the darkness and and, and be um, be the thing that removes the scales and that actually shuts down the arguments of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we, we want to do that as well. So pray for them mm-hmm. and we want to engage with people, but all along knowing that God must do the work because there's a yeah. spiritual battle going on. Good. So I'm even hearing you say that understanding that reality helps us understand how to interact with people in a way that doesn't move away from truth, but in, but encourages truth to those people that we're interacting with but understanding that there is an enemy at play here. Mm-hmm. And so it maybe has us in, her, in, in a compassionate way, mm-hmm. and, but a truthful way. And still truthful, saying, bold, standing firm on the truth. Yeah. Sure. Because you know, we all know that apart from the sovereign work of God and the work of the gospel and the spirit in our own lives, mm-hmm. we would be blinded. That's right. We're not here because we figured anything out. Mm-hmm. We're here by grace through faith. Like, you know, like the next person will be in mm-hmm. by grace through faith. We're all in by grace through faith. Yeah. So that that's true. Another thing I'll say about that too is if you look at Ephesians six, I walk through the, I walk through that mm-hmm. armor of God in Ephesians six. Those six aspects there. If you go back and read those, and if you say, okay, if that's what it takes to fight the spiritual, uh, the schemes of the devil, mm-hmm. then that is also what I would use to convince the person who's under the control of yeah. the devil. Yeah. So truth would be one. Yeah. That's how Ephesians six, the armor of God starts. The uh, with truth. You say, okay, if truth is going to help me fight yeah. the accusations and the temptations and the attacks of the devil against me, mm-hmm. then if I'm going to engage with a person who's not a Christian, who's not accepting of the truth, who's in darkness, I'm going to bring truth to them mm-hmm. because because that's what God will use to open their eyes because they're under his bondage. Right. And, you know, the gospel of peace is another one. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians 6 that we're to put the gospel on our, the, like shoes on our feet, we're to, we're to have the gospel of peace. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's one of the weapons of my warfare against the devil, it's also one of the ways I engage with people who are right. under the control of the devil. Yeah, that's good. I bring them the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. I yeah. bring them the righteousness of Christ. I bring them salvation. I bring them the sword of the spirit, you see? Yeah. So that, that's, that would be helpful yeah. uh, uh, in thinking about how we relate to people. Yeah, great. Well, here's, here's a, one more question to end our time. As you look back at all of First Peter, and I know we have 22-ish sermons that mm-hmm. are surrounded this book, this letter, what is one takeaway that you would say, man, as I studied, as I thought, this is the one thing that kept coming back to me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's hard. Um, I don't know that it's one single um, sermon or one single thing uh, out of 1 Peter as much as it is I want our our congregation and me to get this one thing. God has spoken. Mm -hmm. He has given us His Word. It is good. It is true. It is reality. It, you know, uh, it is it is sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's right. It, it's everything that Psalm one hundred and nineteen says it is. Yeah, and and it, it should be the it should be the place we always return to, mm-hmm. because there's life there. Yeah, you know we. The one thing I would want our congregation to come away with is 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 not necessarily all of the little detail things that I try to throw in to get us situated in the context and the text and all that. that yes, 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 yes. But the thing is, there's life here, right? And a a healthy Christian and a healthy congregation is going to be one that is rooted in the revealed Word of God in the Bible. Yeah. And if we will, if we will stay in it, return to it, believe it, let it do its work in us, you know, read it and let it read us, mm-hmm. and we will go through the process of correcting our thinking and you know, repentance and faith and and letting letting this truth shape us. We will be healthy. We'll be mm-hmm. spiritually healthy people, um, able to discern, able to withstand, uh, be effective and yeah. and and equipped. Second Peter's going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing to take away is just yeah. let's 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 be around it together, uh, and and in it and 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 the Lord will use that in our lives. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you again for uh, walking us through the book of First Peter, and we look forward to Second Peter coming this yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right. 